0: check this out. You're listening to the Hill of Beans podcast, a podcast about nothing and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative, and hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. We're back recording, and guess what?
1: It's Friday.
0: It is Friday. And uh, we're drinking a little bit. Mm. And I'm drinking, you are too, Mm -hmm. the Elvis Midnight Snack.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Picked this up was because it's peanut butter flavored. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really a peanut butter whiskey guy. Right. But it also says... Banana and bacon flavored.
1: <laughs> I think it is right up our alley because, you know, we talked in our last episode that we are like the buffet of podcasts.
0: Yeah, that
1: is true. And so I feel like you brought a buffet bourbon. You get a little banana, I little did. bacon.
0: And some peanut butter.
1: And some peanut butter.
0: And I actually think... If I remember right, I think Elvis, one of Elvis's favorite snacks was peanut butter and banana sandwiches, wasn't
1: it? Mm, hmm The fried. Yeah.
0: yeah. So this makes sense. hmm So I went to the liquor store, and I wasn't planning on getting this. I just saw it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
0: first of all, I saw Elvis on the label, and I was like, what? And then it was called the Midnight Snack, which was, that was my nickname in college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it really?
0: No. <laughs>
1: did, did, did you have a nickname? uh
0: in college? Yeah. Uh, so many.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do I do I even want to know?
0: Usually whatever crazy thing I did at a party the following day I usually picked up some kind of nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh so yeah, speaking of buffet, mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about buffet of crazy today. Oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna touch a little bit on the Natalia Grace, Yeah. Uh, I guess she could say. Uh, I recently watched a documentary, and I know you saw the first one. Like,
1: right? this is, you know, 30 minutes from where we live.
0: Yeah, it all happened right here in Indiana, so that drew our attention.
1: And then minus that it's, you know, everywhere, like on TV.
0: Yeah, and I think um, the documentaries I watched, I believe they were done by HBO. So if you have the HBO app, you can, uh, just all you got to do is type in Natalia Grace and it should come up. Uh, but basically this starts out in Fishers or Westfield, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, Westfield, Westfield. Indiana, I yeah. Uh, and it's about this family, uh, this little girl, mm-hmm. um, named Natalia Grace mm-hmm. from the Ukraine, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and at the time she's adopted, she's supposed to be around the age of six. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the adoption process goes through at some point the mother starts to believe that Natalia is not six, mm-hmm. but much older. Mm-hmm. Now let's
1: let let's go ahead though and, and establish that if you haven't seen this, Natalia is um I don't know what the correct medical term is. Little person. She's a little person.
0: I think she has a form of dwarfism, but there's complications that go with that
1: mm-hmm.
0: that have to do with, and I don't know the, the medical term, but it has to do with uh, she has problems walking.
1: Yeah. Um, like there's one foot that she's, you know, completely turned in and a hand that she has problems using and she's had multiple surgeries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of medical. Uh, Issues that come along with this adoption. The dad, his name was Michael and the mom, I believe, Christina mm-hmm. Bennett. Um, they kind of act like they didn't know all this stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the first uh, part or first season of the documentary is a lot of us through an interview with Michael, the dad. Mm-hmm. And I think that guy is pretty fucking crazy.
1: Mm. He's ca- he's like when you watch him on camera. You're like, you just feel like he's n- not being real. Like, yeah, he just, he's not sincere. There's something like it, it, it's like an act.
0: Yeah, he's, um, when he talks, yeah, it's like he's definitely putting on a show. Mm-hmm. He's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's basically been caught in multiple lies throughout the entire documentary. But, anyways, back to Natalia, they think. She's much older. And one of the reasons is I think the mom was giving her a bath one night and said, you know, supposedly this girl is six
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she s- said she had pubic hair. Mm-hmm. So she assumes she's much older. And so that sort of kickstarts this whole
1: And then, thing. yeah, and immediately following that, she she was saying she told Natalia, you know, this is Natalia's, you know, version, but she told Natalia that she was having a period.
0: Yeah, somewhere along the lines, and
1: she told Natalia she had to put in a tampon. Yeah, and Natalia today, what we know is is she did not have a period, and she still made her put in the tampon. Yeah, I mean this is a kind of crazy shit we're getting ready to talk about.
0: Yeah, um, and and so, the mom and the <clears throat> I think the mom starts convincing the dad that Natalia is much older, and then they they kind of start this thing where they think Natalia is like in her twenties and like conning them. And then they start saying like, she's, you know, threatening to kill us and this and that. Mm -hmm. And it starts this kind of chain reaction of events to where they send her to different medical experts and stuff. And a lot of them are saying, no, she's a kid, you know, and I could tell when I was watching the documentary, I could tell, that she was a kid mm-hmm. at least from my perspective mm-hmm. i'm like i don't understand you could
1: like her little face and cheeks and yeah. you know there was still that youth
0: yeah she looked very young and i'm like they're trying to pass her off and as you know with
1: her being a little person you know and probably knowing that she was maxed out in height this is how they could Pull this off. I think they did not want her like anymore. Like, I think they didn't know what to do and they didn't want a bad rap.
0: Yeah. Well, in the uh, in the second season of the documentary, they say they start talking about a lot of stuff comes out about how the mom was saying that their oldest son, I think it was. Mm -hmm. He's some kind of genius. Yeah. And the mom helped make him a genius. Right. And a lot was coming out that she was trying to... She had written a book Mm -hmm. and was making money... Sold a lot of books. ...off her son. Mm -hmm. And so they think she was trying to do the same thing with Natalia. Mm -hmm. She brings in the special needs girl, adopts her, you know, and supposedly is trying to say she's some kind of genius. Mm And that she's going to, you know, basically looking at dollar signs rather than a person.
1: Yeah. And from the way I understand it, it's the mom credits herself for the son being a genius Yeah, Um, and then I think that there's some truth to the fact that they were going to adopt this child and then she would do it again Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what she was going, I mean because she made a shitload of money off her book and everything was centered around that in their life Um, and I think that this was I, I feel like the adoption of Natalia did not come from a good place
0: I would agree I think that was the same, I I think and agree that that was the same agenda, so to speak. Um, And, you know, so they got to a point where they were figuring out that this wasn't really working with her plan. Uh, Natalia was requiring a lot of medical needs. You needing surgeries is Mm. becoming expensive.
1: Yeah. And that's money, right? Yeah. They didn't want to spend that money.
0: And so they were, they started coming up with stuff claiming that Natalia would show up in their bedroom with a knife saying she's going to kill them and Mm -hmm. just all this crazy stuff. And you have to keep in mind, these are two adults saying this about a person, a handicapped person who has dwarfism Mm -hmm. and you're, you're going to say that she's trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just very far-fetched and hard to believe, uh, At least in the first season, I was just like, this just, I don't see how they even uh, would think, anyone would believe that. Yeah. But somewhere along the lines, they had sent her to different counselors and doctors and all that stuff. Well, some were saying, you know, no, she's not crazy. She's fine. She's, um, uh, you know, she's the correct age. But then their, their family doctor, and then I think one therapist, family therapist signed off saying, no, she's older, she's not what she says she is, she's suffering from this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So they take that paperwork and go to an Indiana judge and get him to legally change Natalia's age Mm -hmm. to, like, 22. Mm -hmm. So because one strike of the gavel, Mm -hmm. a judge takes a girl's age from 6 to 22.
1: Can you imagine? It's Could bizarre. you imagine? Being and it was six. all. It was. And done- I think at this time though she had turned to seven yeah. during this. But yeah, and then now you have an ID that says you're 22 or 21, whatever. Yeah.
0: So then at that point they take, since Natalia is an adult now, I think they take her uh, somewhere. I think it was Lafayette, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And set her up in an apartment there. Yeah. By herself. Yeah. And uh, so now you have to think, okay, this six, seven-year-old girl suddenly is now 22 because the parents are claiming she's an adult. And the only records that this judge went off was what a a family therapist and a family doctor said. Nothing Mm -hmm. else.
1: And it's almost like to get that number changed to 21, 22, they went to so many people. And then finally when they got it, you know— one person to say it they ran with it
0: yeah uh so that have so now Natalia's living on her own struggling um and, and you can tell by watching the doc, documentary you can just tell she's a kid trying to live on her own and her neighbors around this apartment that she lived in they they were told she was an adult so they're viewing her as an adult and they're like She's weird and crazy because of her behavior. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, because she's, cause out she's there acting playing. like a kid. Yeah, She's out there <laughs> right. playing with their kids. And then yeah. she's sneaking into their um, well, not sneaking. She she was hungry. And so she was going into their apartments and getting food. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that's weird. right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, so you have to look at, too, she's by herself. Number one, she probably already was suffering from. Um, I forget what they call it, but a lot of times when kids are given up at birth for adoption and they don't have anywhere to go and they're just laying in those uh, foster care facilities, they're not getting the appropriate love and attention and connection with humans that that we all need to be getting. So mm-hmm. she probably already suffers from that. And she's you know still a kid that's supposedly adult living by herself now in Indiana. Um, And so she would get lonely and I'm sure would go out and try to interact with people. And then they were kind of like, this this girl's weird, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So anyways, it gets to, to that point.
1: um, So basically this first season is all from the eyes of the adopted parents um, that adopted Natalia. Right. So then season two comes along.
0: Well, season two comes along where they actually. But it's all
1: from Natalia's angle.
0: Yeah. Towards the end of the first season, there began some investigations into uh, Natalia where people would call the authorities and, you know, say, hey, we're not sure what's going on here. This girl seems like a kid, but she's living by herself. So they began some in- investigations and then they started looking at the parents trying to figure out, is this girl really 22 or is she a kid? Mm-hmm. You know, so they started unraveling all that. And so by the time they did the second season to the documentary, um, Natalia is older. So they inter- they start interviewing her. Yeah, fi- she's
1: like legit now, like 22.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they start uh, interviewing her. Getting her side of the story. And, you know, based on the documentary, when you watch it, um, she seems very uh, on point, sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't seem crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She doesn't seem like a kid. Mm-hmm. She seems like a young adult.
1: You know what I love that she did is after that, you know, after they came out and told their story about Natalia and, you know, it was a money ploy like they just wanted the money right to Mm -hmm. say that this happened to them then natalia came back and said f you you're gonna hear my side and i'm gonna tell you my truth yeah because could you imagine if this second part didn't come out from natalia
0: yeah we because at the end of that first season i was just left like i mean we didn't know i'm like like, i'm pretty sure she's a kid but i honestly i really don't know
1: there were a lot of questions yeah
0: and i think the way the parents did it was just to get rid of her, is what it boils down to, because um, the way they everything played out, it worked out in their favor, but unfortunately, other people start asking questions, including Natalia, production company that put this documentary together. Um, you know, they really dug in and they start uh, finding paperwork, talking to other doctors to basically determine that. She was actually probably probably when they said she was six, she was probably in the range of seven to ten mm-hmm. is what medically they found out.
1: Yeah, because I, I do believe that there could have been maybe some issues uh, with the birth certificate from the adoption. I know that, there, you know, things kind of got messy there, but it wasn't far off. No. Yeah.
0: May, maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and you know what? Uh, the, the, this this family that adopted her. For anybody out there that's going to adopt a kid, you know, and if they don't turn out exactly the way you want them, or you have to, um, you know, invest more money because of their medical, once you adopt a child, that is your kid. You don't throw them away like they're a piece of trash. Exactly. Like, don't get me started Ezra.
0: I don't want to do that. Mm -mm. Uh, No, I agree 100%. Um. So and then they do some further testing, like DNA testing, I think, and some stuff like that, too, uh, to determine age. And it comes, I think now, present day, I think she is currently probably like 22.
1: Yeah, she said, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: But uh, in season two, you find out, you know, or towards the end of season one and season two, you find out Michael and Christina, he finds out she's cheating on him. (laughs) and and so that breaks up their marriage and then he yeah he basically starts telling all these crazy stories about her
1: he he swears that she manipulated him through sex like
0: yeah and also she said if you get my way I'll make sure you never see the boys again because they had three other boys Mm -hmm. together that were their own Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah it was just he claimed she manipulated him and tricked him and uh, you know, abused him. He acts like he's a victim, mm-hmm. too, which in some, you know, there could, there's probably some truth to that, but he's been caught in lies and... I, don't I do
1: think that there's truth to it. I'm with you. Yeah, I think he's weak. um
0: He is. He is weak, but I also think he's a manipulator as well. Yeah, because he tries so much in this documentary to control the narrative, uh-huh. basically like putting his hands up, like, "Hey, I didn't have right." yes yeah. when in reality, he did. Mm-hmm. He could have
1: stopped it. And dude, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit how weak you are. If you see a little girl, you know she was beating on her. If that shit's going down. You step in as the father and you stop that shit. You know, I mean, he knew right from wrong. So he can say, you know, he was a victim to his wife and that she was controlling and, you know, all this bullshit. But he still needs to be held accountable for that.
0: Absolutely. Because he witnessed uh, Christina, the mom, abusing Natalia on several different occasions Mm -hmm. and he did nothing.
1: Right. And he
0: claims the reason he didn't do anything is because Christina threatened to take the kids away.
1: Yeah, and he was scared of and,
0: her. She, yeah, and Christina would even, if Natalia was misbehaving, would pepper spray her.
1: Yeah, yeah, she pepper sprayed her. Yeah. And here's the thing I'm like, dude, if you're worried about losing your kids to her, you know, if you do something, video that shit, send it in, you know, take it to the cops, and guess who's going to get all the kids? He is. Yeah. Like, um, show the proof of that she is beating and physically abusing a child. She's not going to touch her kids.
0: Here's one thing I will say in regards to that. And I'm not trying to get too far off topic here, but. Okay. When it comes to men, men's resources who are possibly being physically or verbally abused. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot out there. I think men are sort of left to, you're a man. Mm-hmm. You deal with it. You handle it. You figure it out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and and I'm not making light of and saying, you know, men's situation is different than women. Or I'm not not saying that at all. It's all very, very tragic. Um, I think because I don't dem-
1: I think you're on to something there. I think because domestic violence against women, you know, has been so, um, you know, supported and funded and talked about um, and it, it has not been that you know, to that level for men.
0: Yeah. I think and the
1: abuse does go both ways.
0: I think I read one time, there's only like one or two domestic abuse centers, uh, for men in the United States. Mm. And it's just something like, if you're a man, you're not supposed to, you don't get abused. You're not supposed to admit that. Um, and I think part of the Issue. I do think Michael in this situation. I think he's a very selfish human being. Mm-hmm. But I also think maybe there's some truth that he just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because Christina's threatening to take the kids away. He's kind of in this position. Why? Well, you know, I love my kids. I don't want them to go away.
1: Right. Um, so I just and she wore the pants. And so you know, I'm sitting over here. Hindsight's twenty twenty, which I'm sure he is now too. Right. Yeah. The things he could have done, but when you're in that moment, you know you don't know what's going through their head and, and why he's responding the way he is. Yeah. And,
0: and I do, I mean, I do think he's a little bit crazy and maybe a, a little bit, uh, may, he has some narcissistic tendency. I mm-hmm. mean, he's, mm-hmm. he seems very self-centered. Like he wants to control that narrative really bad because mm-hmm. he's not afraid of the microphone. He's right. not afraid to get in the camera he and
1: wants to be in tell room. his side, right. yeah. you know?
0: Uh, but so, you know, there was a lot of abuse going on with Natalia and you know they pulled her out of school it's just they really fucked this person up
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and you know it's already hard enough when you're from a different country you're adopted you're you have uh disabilities and challenges you Mm -hmm. know i mean it's just like the pile just keeps piling Mm -hmm. on natalia and i feel extremely terrible and i feel very sorry for her in the situation that she's in and anyways in in moving on into the the second part of the documentary she does meet these people who kind of take her in and she calls them their mom and dad and they actually in the documentary um they go through a procedure to legally adopt her because they had some things confirmed from doctors stating what her age was and she's an adult now According to doctors, she's like twenty two I think now but they still want she still wanted to be adopted
1: right
0: and it was very emotional and you could tell she was really excited that she finally got adopted by mom and dad a uh, mom and dad that want her you know mm-hmm. because she's been uh suffering from uh you know the feeling of being abandoned and 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 nobody wanting a rejection you know uh, and it plays a major role and I hope that Natalia is, I mean, I'm sure she's, she seems to be like, she's got a level head on her shoulders and has been handling things as best as I think you could in that situation. And I hope I'm hoping that's through some professional therapy and stuff, because I hope she's getting the help she needs to deal with all this shit Mm -hmm. because she's only 22 Mm -hmm. and you look at what's happened to her. It's so crazy and bizarre. Mm -hmm. And, um, ink what's what also is crazy is towards the end of this documentary you know she gets adopted by her mom and dad or her new her new foster parents or her that her legal mom and dad now uh and also uh, d- d- to not leave this part out the uh michael the father the adopted father the original adopted father he um they brought Char- child abuse charges up on him. And so he went to court, but the jury found him uh, not guilty of that. So he was released.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then they were going to bring Christina, the mom, up on the same stuff. But for whatever reason, I can't remember, the judge threw it out. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even get her. So basically, people built a case up against these parents for ab- abuse and neglect. Uh, but unfortunately, um, there hasn't been any justice served. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, back to closing out the second season. At the very end of the movie, you know, it's like you kind of think everything's uh, getting better for Natalia. Uh, she actually sits down with her adoptive dad or the original adoptive dad, Michael, mm-hmm. and they start to of have a one-on-one and they reconcile. Mm. You know, which I think that was part of Natalia's growth and closure was forgiving. Michael, at least, of what his role was in all this.
1: You know, when she said to him, um, you know, he said, um, you know, she said, you know, are you are you sorry for what happened to me? And he said, I'm sorry for everything that happened to you. There's not enough I can do to undo. Like, I feel awful. And, you know, Michael's crying and he's still like sitting there crying. He's crying. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have Natalia just looking at him, you know, and you guys can watch all this. And then all of a sudden you see Natalia say, I forgive you. Yeah. And when she did that, I got chills. And I thought she wants to be set free from all of this pain. And when she said, I want to pray, can I pray for you? She is leaning on God and experts, anything she can to get through this.
0: Yeah, Um, absolutely. And so you're looking at us, man, she's been through all that shit. She doesn't seem vindictive. She's not trying to get revenge, at least at that point. Um, She's trying to move on. She's trying to get some answers as to what happened and move on with her life, I think. Um, And, and, you know, Michael's there. He's just I don't I can't even really describe him. He's just
1: he's a character. You guys got to watch it.
0: And I don't you know, he did apologize and stuff and then when he was leaving after after all that and he was leaving he kind of just was like yeah you know Apologies and forgiveness makes everything go away or something. Yeah. He gets in his car and drives Uh off and I'm kind of like, his
1: little convertible. I mean, I'm just like,
0: he, he's just, uh, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I I don't know. I just think he is a very selfish person. Mm -hmm. And I think he feels like because of that, he's maybe free and clear now, Uh you know, and and then he can say he can go around now and be like, look, she forgave me. Look, I'm not such a bad guy. Um, So, but anyways, so after all that, you think Natalia is moving on with her life. And then. All
1: right, dude. So this is the part I have not seen. I got through the whole second um, interview with Natalia and you beat me to the punch. So you're going to tell us about the last episode?
0: Well, at the very end of the last episode. And before I do that, I want to talk just briefly about natalia's new adopted parents her the father i forget their names but the father's a pastor
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: they have several children that they've adopted um
1: several is like seven
0: i don't know how many i think there's like 12 13 yeah i think at least seven no Um,
1: it's like double that probably Mm
0: -hmm. uh but he's a pastor and so Which, for the most part, when they interview him, he seems pretty grounded and okay in some instances. But other times, he gets really preachy and kind of weird, you know? And so, I'm just like, I don't know about that guy, you know? But, you know, they seem to love and care for Natalia, and she seems to love them, and she seems happy. So, anyways, they're closing out the documentary. So, you think... Natalia's got some closure. She's happy now and moving on. But at the very end of the documentary, the HBO company doing the documentary gets a phone call from her new adopted parents saying that they're done with Natalia. She's effing crazy, this and that. And then it says Natalia's story is not over.
1: <laughs> Stop it.
0: No. So that... Um, Very bizarre ending, not what I saw coming. Wait, hold
1: on. Wait. This whole time during this new release of Natalia's Angle, her new adopted parents have been very, they've been advocating for her. Oh, yeah. They've been saying, you know, like, we love her. Natalia's been saying she's happy. And you're telling me this shit closes out with them saying she's crazy? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're pranking.
0: No. And I'm glad I I saw that part because it's so very, it's very small and minimal at the end. Like you could easily miss it. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I stopped it. I rewound it. And I was like, what'd they
1: say? This whole time I'm thinking this family, like she's in a safe place now. She's happy. You know, now you're telling me that this family is done with her.
0: Well, that's what the the phone call recording said at the very end. It's very brief, and it doesn't go into much detail. It doesn't say what's going on. It's just her new uh, family is saying, she's crazy. We're done with her. Hmm. And then it ends, and then a caption comes up that says, Natalia's story is not finished or something like that.
1: Hmm. Okay, so so all of a sudden Yeah, so now everything's up in the air. Again, yeah. the man's family who who she's been with now and adopted her, is it Natalia or is it them? Right, here we go again. Yeah. Who what's the issue? Is it her or them?
0: Yeah, this story is so bizarre that I don't know that you could ever get to the truth. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Now that Natalia is twenty-two. You know, she they legally adopted her, the man's family, and put their last name behind her. But was that even really necessary at 22?
0: Yeah, because even the judge was like, you know, you're an adult now, but you still want this, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. And she's old enough to be on her own. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. She's an adult. Yeah. She is adult now.
0: Finally, we think was supposedly supposedly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So. If you guys want to check that documentary out, it is very in- interesting. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat.
1: Mm, I can't wait to dive and, into the last episode. Yeah,
0: as soon as we find out any more, uh, we'll do some follow-ups on that.
1: I might have to call the man's family.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you should.
1: Mm, I'll say what a.
0: am sure they're... Phones are already getting blown up right now. Mm, could you imagine? Podcasts.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, shows. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'll just tell them that, you know, we're from the HOB and they're definitely going to pick up the
0: phone. Oh, they'll be like, oh, HOB? Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want to interview with you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Because I thought about that, too. I was like, man, if if Natalia and all of them are in Indiana, I wonder if we could track them down, you know. But I, I don't know. Yeah. The last I had heard Natalia was up in Lafayette somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where they were. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, All right. Well, I think that wraps that one up. You guys, please subscribe to our podcast. Um, Go ahead. And whether you're on Apple, Amazon, wherever you're following us, go ahead and hit the like button. Subscribe. Also, if you want to, I want to clarify something. If you want to join our Facebook group, this is not a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group where we interact with each other um, and and hang out. And we've got a lot of funny characters in our group. And we're always just, you know, on our toes having fun. So if you want to be a part of that group, go onto Facebook, pull up groups, and go to Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey and hit join. Um, Just don't post any porn on our page. (laughs) I'm going to have to, it's 2024. That's right. Let's see if we can go all of 2024 with nobody posting anything. We're cleaning corporate. it up, folks. Cleaning it up. We're cleaning house, bitch.
0: We're going, we're, we're keeping it rated R. <laughs> Maybe, P, probably PG 13.
1: Oh, I'm going to no, go
0: R. Nude. What, what is it where there's no nudity?
1: Uh,
0: PG, PG. Okay. We're keeping it PG. But can you say, no, it? we're not. Can you say fucking oh, wait. PG? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You cannot. I so think you can rating,
0: say, I think you can say shit and fucking. Not PG. on PG. I think you can. No. I don't know. Maybe that's. We'll research that, folks.
1: <laughs> okay, he doesn't believe me. This is an issue. All right, you guys, uh, catch us on the next episode. We will be releasing every Tuesday and Thursday. And looking forward to 2024. Peace.